Hello, this is Pastor Arlene Romaine, and you are listening to Listen, Live, and Learn, where we listen to hear God's Word in order to live it out in our daily lives and learn by applying the scriptures about ourselves, our world, and our God. I'm so glad you're here, so let's get started. Hello, my friends, and welcome back once again. It is so good to be here with you as we read from God's Word and allow the power of those words to work within our hearts and our minds to allow the work of God's Holy Spirit to shape and mold us from within. There truly is power contained in this Word, my friends, and so I pray that um, you are finding this time in the Word valuable and helpful to your walk with the Lord, and I thank you so much for being here and joining me once again. Today we pick up at Matthew chapter 6. Jesus has been teaching there on the mountain. The crowds are gathered around him. He is proclaiming the kingdom of God with authority and explained to the people that he has not come to abolish the law or the prophets, but rather to fulfill them. And as God incarnate, God in the flesh, truly, Jesus does have that authority to teach us about how we are to be in the world, about how we are to live among one another in ways that are honoring of God by honoring one another. So let's begin picking up where we left off at Matthew chapter 6 and reading through to the end of the chapter. Jesus said, Be careful not to do your acts of righteousness before men to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honored by men. I tell you the truth. They have received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by men. I tell you the truth. They have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret 
will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like the pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive people their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. When you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show men they are fasting. I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face, so that it will not be obvious to people that you are fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen. And your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great that darkness. No one can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more important than food in the body, more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they are? Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the lilies of the field grow? They do not labor or spin, yet I tell you that not even Solomon, in all his splendor, was dressed like one of these. 
If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after these things, and all your father knows, your heavenly father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. These words of Jesus are some of the most famous in the Bible. Certainly every Christian knows the Lord's prayer and prays it regularly. But part of that prayer I think we often forget is our responsibility in it. We praise God our Father in heaven and claim his name to be hallowed and holy. We ask that his will will be done on earth as it already is done in heaven and that the kingdom will arrive in all its fullness. We ask for our daily bread and then we ask to be forgiven. Our debts, our trespasses, our sins, different versions of these prayer of this prayer use those different terms. Some say debts, some say trespasses, others sins. And truly it is important for us to ask for our forgiveness. We cannot be forgiven unless we recognize our need for forgiveness. And so I know in my church we pray this prayer together every single Sunday because every Sunday we come before the Lord mindful that we are imperfect and are in need of God's continual forgiveness. And when we ask to be forgiven, we are recognizing that God alone forgives our sins and that God is God. Throughout all of these verses today, we hear Jesus say over and over again about my father who sees in secret and surely there is nothing hidden from God. There is nothing we keep secret from God. And so when we ask our forgiveness, we are not admitting to God our sin 
because God who sees in secret has already seen whatever we have done or not done. When we ask God for forgiveness, we are recognizing that we need to see our sin. That we need to recognize and admit that we are less than perfect people on a regular basis. That even when we are trying our best, we inadvertently at times hurt other people or insult them or fail to honor the gift that God has given to us in our relationships with others or perhaps we've taken our other uh, material gifts for granted. But the thing I think we often forget when we pray this Lord's Prayer is the second half of verse 12. We ask God, forgive us our debts. But the other half of that request comes from us as we also forgive our debtors those who trespass against us those whose own sinfulness have harmed us verse 14 tells us that if we forgive people when they sin against us, our Heavenly Father will forgive us. But if we do not forgive, then we are not forgiven. You see, the one thing I think Jesus teaches us more than anything else is to forgive, especially those who sin against us. Now, that is not to say that we just simply tolerate bad behavior or that we allow others to abuse us. Far from it. Each person is created with God's own innate dignity bestowed upon us by God. And because of God's innate dignity bestowed upon us as a gift, to our creation, upon our creation, then we are to honor it as well. In the ways we treat others, but in the way we also allow others to treat us. And so we do not simply let people continually sin against us and harm us or abuse us, far from it. We lay down our pride, however, our anger and our hate, and then letting go of those past sins. When we forgive others, we then are freed from the harm they have done against us. And in that way, we are truly liberated from sin not merely our own sin, but the sin others commit that harms us. 
And this is the very heart of the gospel message. Christ came into the world to liberate us from sin, to free us from our own sinfulness, but also to give us the strength and the power and the vision of God that allows us and empowers us then to forgive the sins of others, those who sin against us. And when we do, we truly are storing up for ourselves treasures in heaven. We are living into the kingdom of God in ways in which Christ himself has shown us. We learn better how not to worry and we stop trying to control others, which we know we can't do anyway. We allow God to be the judge. We allow God to be God and recognize that we are but God's creation. We stop trying to control God and we do what we do not for then the praise of others, not to elevate ourselves above our enemies or to impress anyone, but we do what we do because it pleases God. God, our Father, sees the condition of our hearts and the motivation behind each thing that we do. And so we do our best to please God and God alone. Well, I pray that this time has been fruitful for you, that you have things in your own heart and mind that you are pondering this day. I pray you will turn them over to God, that you will allow God to work in your life and try to give up some of that control. I pray that this time has been a blessing. Thank you for listening. Leave me a review, if you would, that gets this podcast out into the world. Each review sends it out so that more people can find this message of hope. And I pray that you are blessed, my friend. Until next time, take care.